By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? Hey, this is Mikey One Minute with the One Minute Movie Review Podcast. My podcast is a micropod that gives you a brief synopsis of movies, air series, reasons to watch, reasons not to watch, and then, then my final rating. My plan is to save you valuable time by skipping movies or series that are not worthwhile or enticing you to watch something you might have skipped over, all in 60 seconds. Speaking of minutes, you're just seconds away from the greatest 20 minutes in mental health podcasting with a comedic twist. Tim has always been a steadfast supporter of indie podcasters. As much as he supports us, we appreciate him. So without further ado, here's Tim McCarthy and 20 Tim Minutes. Go get him, Tim. Get him! Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're tuning in to another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. It's a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. Before we get going, same thing every episode, 1-800-273-8255, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Or you can text home to text home to seven four one seven four one if you live in the North Americas. That is the crisis text line. What's happening, people? Again, I'm Tim McCarthy. I forget if I said that or not. Thank you to Mikey with the One Minute Movie Review Podcast for that introduction. He does spoiler spoiler. That's another word I can't say. Like on the first try, uh, free reviews. Mikey, I think you should do two episodes. One episode spoiler free. And the other one, not spoiler free, because what I do is movies I don't want to see. I go on Wikipedia and read them, but I don't really know how to read well. So if you did two episodes of the same movie, I think that'd be good. Who doesn't like two minutes? One minute, one minute, boom, two minutes. I just like twos, 20, 10 minutes. You get me? Mikey, thank you for that introduction. Let's go quick with this. Uh, don't forget my merch, the functioning psychopath and the logo. Of 20 10 minutes is on sale. You can use the code SMILE and get 10% off. And you can rock my merch, even though I'm not even wearing it right now. Uh, but people love it. And I'm gonna start showing people pictures that people actually buy my stuff. So thank you to those people. I do have a quick announcement. I'm gonna do this coming up. So I bought this hat. It was like a customized hat, and there's only one of them. It's a 20 10 minutes hat. And I wanna raffle it off. I know it sounds like I'm an egomaniac right now, but what I wanna do is raise money for the Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition that I've worked with before. It's a nonprofit. I wanna raise money for them by selling this hat. I can sign it for you, I can I can kiss it, I can do whatever you want. So if the people on YouTube, if you don't follow me on YouTube, you gotta get on YouTube, because I am handsome. So if you get this hat, I can sign it for you. I can make, it's, it's limited edition. So I'll be coming out within the coming weeks. Speaking of weeks, this week I'll be chatting with JD with Dark Days, Bright Nights podcast. Another cat I met, I met on Twitter. Really good dude. Really great mental health uh, podcast advocate. He's a lot uh, smarter and more serious than I am, but that's what makes us great. So I interview him this Thursday, so be sure to check it out. So my therapist appointments are going great, by the way. I like look forward to them, even though I don't look forward to them, if that makes sense. I do that with all my interviews. I don't look forward to doing them, but when I'm in the shit, I love it. I love chatting with people. So we do it on Zoom and he's just like so funny and I love making them like crack up because I pretty much treat it like a five, like a 45 minute stand up routine. And uh, I don't know how we got on the subject, but I remember this, he was asking me the, de- the definition of jealousy and envious. And I think it was talking about um, how I pretend that I don't care what people think about me because I do. Um, but I'm getting over it. I'm getting better at it. So if you have something to say, don't care. And if it's positive, I do care. Um, 
but he asked me the difference between jealousy and envious. And he asked somebody I looked up to and I told him about my buddy, Bill, because uh, my buddy, Bill, I did a podcast with years ago, fucking hilarious human. He does like improv on like the uh, main stage in Boston, uh, Boston. If you ever come to Boston, and you want to see some improv, go see them. And he was like, are you jealous or envious of him? I was like, 100% envious. I was like, there's a big difference. He's like, what is the difference of that? And I said, jealousy is kind of, it is kind of like envious, but you don't root for them. Like a jealous person would be rooting for them to fail. An envious person would be rooting them to do well because I live vicariously to them. It's like, why wouldn't you want to see a buddy do well in life? So I love looking up to people that are like reaching their dreams and that kid always wanted to do that. So I envy him. Like if anything, he like... um he inspires me to like keep going and try to be funny and stuff. So my, uh, it was a good question. So let me know if you think that's the same thing with uh, jealousy and envious and like what your definition would be. Um, I usually get my sources on the internets. So obviously there's a great website I use. There's multiple ones, but I love the ones that are about mental health that know their clientele. Like I read articles and like halfway through, they'll throw in like bullet points of like what was just said. And I think that's awesome because they know people like me don't know how to read. And if I just get a if I just get a bullet point, then awesome. So that really helps me with my research. <laughs> oh man! So I asked this question on uh, on Twitter um, about prisons with mental health and how do you think they should have the same resources that we do? Um, even though I'm talking like they're wholly, totally different people, we all know that people in prison don't get they get treated like second rate people. And I think it's all obvious about that. So I was reading about this 75% of inmate population incarcerated in Massachusetts, where I'm from county jails need addiction and mental health services. I think that's obvious. Um, before I get into that, I feel like a lot of people go to jail because they have mental health issues and they don't have enough money or the resources or don't know they have a mental health issue. And then they get arrested for maybe doing something horrific and they're in there for like 20 to life. So like, what do they do? Um, Incarceration can contribute to mental health challenges and services can be successful for re-entry into their communities. So that is another positive that would go into this if uh, they focus more on mental health than the jails. Um, suicide has increased among inmates and is higher than non-incarcerated people. Um, the prison system was originally designed to segregate and punish deviants who broke the law. And it's kind of still like that right now. When I didn't initially think of this, I think of like, people abusing it. I always think about the other side. Like obviously everyone deserves like some sort of help mental health wise or like anytime like a murderer gets shot, the first thing they do is bring him to the hospital instead of die out. You know what I'm saying? So everyone gets a chance to try to better themselves, even if it was after something horrific. I guess I asked this, um, like how would you feel about somebody that was a murderer that murdered a family member of yours or maybe a pedophile? Like would you want them getting the same treatment as what you get or they get special treatment or no treatment at all? Obviously it's not up to us, but like, you know, those people that's like my tax dollars pay for that. I know there's people out there. I don't know if you're one of them, but how do you think about it? How do you feel? I'm in, I don't know. I, that's why I like doing these cause I never give my side on it, but I do think everybody should, um, get some sort of help when they can. Um, Inmates deserve appropriate treatment for mental health and addiction issues in state custody. Ideally, individuals would have early access to mental health support. They need to avoid incarceration in the first place. So that's what they need to work on is finding, like, that's another thing too. It's like people who premeditated or not, it's like, how do you prevent something? Like people like with bipolar, I've heard just snap and they go on like a rampage and it's like, technically 
It's trying, they're trying not to because of their situation, but being bipolar, that doesn't help. And then you get sent to jail and you have no like resources to help you out. You got to think about being in jail all day. There's like no quiet time. There's people probably trying to kill you. I don't know how jail or prison really is. And I don't want to know, but from movies, it seems like an awful place to go. <laughs> so, and then people who are addicts that end up going to jail and they have to detox on their own, especially alcoholics. You can die from withdrawing from alcohol. I, I find that a fun fact because when someone told me that, I didn't believe it. And it's true. It's the only thing you can die from withdrawals is alcohol. Um, and that's, I always talk about that. Like the whole alcohol versus marijuana thing. It's like, can't, can't old D on weed guy. Come on, kid. Um, yeah, I think that's just the big thing with me. It's like they just give it to everybody. Like how much resources can they get? Are people going to abuse it? That's the that's the main thing is can they be held accountable for it and really get the research? Because who knows? The mental health system's already broken for people not in jail. So it's like are you going to get adequate equipment? Is, is that therapist that comes in to talk to somebody going to work? Is that their only option? Because I have the option to change a therapist, which I did. I'm very lucky. So – do they have the same benefits as me, even though I didn't commit a crime to go to jail? I don't know. I feel like it's a great question, Tim. Yeah, it is. Thanks for you putting it out. Speaking of crazy, though, I don't think I said the word crazy, but Tennessee Republicans, I don't care Republicans, Democrats. I'm not being like, well, Republicans, but it's mostly this guy. His name's Tom Leatherwood. Weird name. Uh, he wants to ban same-sex marriage, but allow child marriage, which would mean no minimum age requirements. I'm sorry, what in the flying fuck are you talking about, guy? So first off, banning same-sex marriage is like, come on, it's, 20, it's 2022, my guy. People can get married the same sex. It's not like, you're not, just stop. And then the no minimum age requirements on, on a marriage, like, I'm sorry, what? Like, like, I always try to think of the other side of the equation or the conversation. And it's like, how can you vote for that? Tom Leatherwood. If that's even your real name, like, how does he wake up every day? And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Cause like some days, like you have those ideas with people and then you're like, yeah, it's a great idea. And the next day, like I'm never doing that with them ever again. And this guy consistently woke up every day and was like, you know what we need in Tennessee? No minimums on age requirements for people getting married. Yeah. Seems like a good thing. How about, uh, you get your shit together. Uh, Tennessee Republican Tom Leatherwood. I just had to throw that in there. I saw that on Instagram and I had to research it real quick to make sure it was real because I thought it was somebody making a weird joke and it wasn't because uh, people are fucking crazy. Another thing I saw was uh, about boredom. People with higher levels of self-compassion experience less boredom, which I thought was uh, kind of a weird thing to find out. Uh, self-compassion, if you don't know, uh, offering compassion towards one's own suffering reduces the impact of negative experiences. Part of this is there perceptions and meaning of life? Practicing self-compassion helps to increase perception of a meaningful life, uh, strengthening their self-worth and enhancing feelings or connections uh, to both self and others is helpful. I think it's a lot of the people I interview are always into like meditation and all this stuff. And they all seem happy. All of them do yoga. They all have like similarities in like their their positivity and their aura and just the way they like handle life. And I'm always like, I'm envious of them. Talk about envious. That's going to be the title of this show. And, uh, I would love to know how to meditate, but I, I can't, I tried a little bit and like, I know how to, but I can't, I just don't know how to physically do it. 
And I would love to be more self-compassionate. I don't give a fuck about myself. That's going to be tough to do. Like, I like, like, yeah, yeah, I feel bad for like the way I do. So boredom is very common, obviously, but experts believe one way to reduce it is the self-compassion. A recent study, which I don't know how they do these studies, and I always think that they're all wearing lab coats and like there's like those Bunsen burners for everything. I don't like this, no reason for a lab coat or a Bunsen burner. A recent study found that individuals who have high levels of self-compassion are less prone to boredom. Meditation and breathe work are two ways to learn to culminate, cultivate, not culminate, cultivate self-compassion. I've gotten a lot of new followers on Twitter. So if you're listening to this for the first time, uh, I'm not smart. I'm pretty open about not being smart. I can't really pronounce a lot of words, but I try because this is my life. Bon Jovi. It's now or never. Um, yeah, it's very, that's like, yeah, you bored? All right, let's, uh, let's try to figure this out. Um, are you self-compassionate? Like, how did they get to that realization? Are you self-compassionate? Can you say that you are? I, I'm definitely not. I can work on it. I can try. I like reading this stuff because I get bored a lot. I'm not into video games anymore, which is going to be a great segue. Like, I play video games, like, not even that long. I used to be a big video game guy. Like, again, I won the Nintendo Friendo Championship when I was, like, five. Because I was, like, a prodigy. And now I just don't even care. But when I'm bored, I just sit there on my phone. I got to stop doing that. Anyone else like that? You just like constantly sit on your phone. Um, now that I've gotten into stocks a little bit, have I talked about this shit? That I got so bored, I looked up stocks. I've never bought a stock in my life. Now I'm buying stocks. It's like penny stocks. I'm like using chump change, but still, I just want to learn about it. I got stocks in the gap. I don't know why. I Googled it and people were like, you got to buy stock in Gap. And I was like, you know what? I'm buying stock in Gap. And now I'm a shareholder of Gap. See how they do. I think people are going to be bringing cargo shorts back. I really do. I think this is the summer. It comes back into play. I love acronyms on company names or organizations. This one is the World Health Organization, which is just WHO. So it's pretty much the Mike Jones WHO organization. Like they, WHO? <laughs> the World Health Organization. WHO? Has defined, uh, so yeah, this is my segue, man. This is a tough episode for me today. Um, so the who has defined gaming disorder as a condition, um, which is weird. It's like an addiction uh, condition and I don't have that. So who wouldn't, <laughs> who wouldn't say that to me? I'm sorry, guys, that that's wicked funny to me. Um, so gaming disorder refers to reduced control over gaming, which negatively, negatively impacts one's life and evident for at least a year, according to the uh, ICD-11, which is the International Classification of Diseases. The ICD, that's a great one, but who? <laughs> it's kind of a weird one. The World Health Organization. While gaming disorder is not included in the latest edition of the DSM-5, which I've talked about, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health Disorders, which is used in the U.S., which is used in the U.S., the WHO's update may still impact treatment of addiction. Using the word addiction for gaming, like, when I think of addiction, I don't think of, like, gaming. I think you might have a video game problem, but addiction? I initially think of, like, addiction to, like, drugs. Drugs and alcohol. But then there's shows like My Strange Addiction where someone's eating a mattress. Like, you're addicted to eating a mattress. So yeah, I guess I just proved myself wrong that you can be addicted to video gaming. But there was one thing I noticed is uh, social life comes down to that as well. And there was like one parent that like was concerned about their son coming home and just playing video games all day. A lot of people, and it's not weird that they don't know how to interact in public. 
like some people just don't go outside and and do things and they're like uh introverts um and why wouldn't they like so they play video games online and you talk to people like you might be voice to voice instead of face to face so i love hearing about like people being like friends with online friends so yeah you could be playing a lot of video games but it's probably the same amount if i hung out with my friend for the day for like eight hours like going out boozing you know what i mean like i go day boozing take a nap go back out hang with my friends that's like like am i addicted to hanging out with my friends not anymore because i can't find any (laughs) does anybody got any friends you know i'm good for it baby uh, but what about the who? Um, so what else? Uh, biggest difference of missing events and showering is like, uh, is the big difference I would say, instead of like the, uh, the social aspect of it all, if you're like missing work or smelling like shit and just drinking Mountain Dew and eating Doritos for like 24 hours straight, then you have a problem. If someone's going to work and then at home, they're spending the other eight hours of their life. If they even have that playing video games, let that guy live. He's contributing to society. His fingers aren't orange from eating Doritos. Um, you know what doesn't help too is like gamers online, like Twitch streamers. Like people will sit there and watch gamers all day. So does that count as an addiction? Where it's like window shopping for gaming? I don't. Again, I will never understand people that watch people play video games. I would rather watch them. I would rather play them. I don't. I, I just don't get it. I do not get it. Like I'll watch trial runs sometimes. Like I watch like the guy like. He like ran the Mario game for NES like in a record time. Like that's cool once in a while, but like a Twitch stream of like some guy named like Jack Rabbit Uppercut Five. Like I'm good. Doctor Disrespect looks like a cool guy, but I couldn't sit there and watch him play video games all day. I just think there's an, a stigma behind the word addiction. Like you're gonna tell somebody they have an addiction, so it's gonna be on the same line as eating a mattress or even doing drugs. That's where I don't kind of agree with that. I think it would just be problem. I think there's a lot of problems. Um, yeah, there's a big difference with that. He was like, like people that are just labeled different because they don't go outside and not know how to talk to people. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Well, I appreciate you guys checking me out again. 2010minutes.com is where you can find all my more information. Don't forget to buy some merch again. I'm going to be dropping this hat soon for uh, a raffle. I know I'm not famous or big, which is makes it even funnier to me. Um, but let's end with this. Here's uh, Tim's just the tip. If you're dealing with somebody with a mental illness and you guys are starting to argue and there's things that haven't worked that you tried before, try to step away. And the keyword is try to step away and let them fizzle out. But obviously keep a watchful eye on them because you don't know what they are capable of or what they like, you know, them better than somebody else that like, maybe they will harm themselves. So that's when you should keep an eye on them. But if you're like, don't engaged if enraged, if that makes sense. Don't engage if enraged. I just made that up. Put that on a t-shirt and don't sell it. Who? Um, And then I I get this question on two different interviews I was just on. It says, what does success mean to you? And the the funny answer for me would be never having to do laundry again. Um, And I, I asked this, like someone like Tom Cruise, do you think he's ever done laundry? Like in the past, like 30 years, like his own laundry. I don't think he's ever wore the same socks, underwear, or like t-shirt ever again. Maybe like suits. Like what is, like, do you think he does? I was thinking about Leonardo DiCaprio first, but I know he's very like global warming, like pro global warming. So I get it that he might. I don't know, but that's weird. But success to me would be when you do something and you love it every day. Like I love doing the podcast, but some days I just, majority of the days I don't want to do it. I finally like cleaned up my area, my little cat closet. And I felt good about it. 
And do I find myself successful? I think success too is like being better than you were like the day before, if that makes sense as well. Like, I think I'm getting better with my uh, episodes. I don't know if this episode was good with the whole who. Um, that still cracks me up. Um, but I always appreciate you guys checking out. So let me end with this is uh, three things I'm grateful for today. I know I didn't do that last time, but meeting new positive people is great. The people I just got interviewed by, like, it was just like so cool when I break things down. It's like, we have the internet and we just talk to people through uh, like a webcam is crazy. So meeting new people, making new friends through all this is really cool. Um, buffalo chicken subs, I'm very grateful for. I was starving today. I went to go pick up a buffalo chicken sub with mozzarella cheese on it, pickles, uh, bacon, and blue cheese. It is phenomenal. You should go try it. If you have a place that has good buffalo chicken, try that for your brother. And then going to the gym again. I'll be going to the gym uh, after this, and it's making me feel better. I'm looking to lose weight, get more in shape. Because when I take my shirt off, oh, I'm looking like that melted bagel bite again. Blah. So I definitely don't want to do that. Uh, thanks with Mikey with One Minute Movie Reviews Podcast. You are a gem. I thank you guys. Have a good one. And I love you. And we're clear. If you guys want to know a fun fact that might cheer you up, 30,000 rubber duckies were lost at sea in the 90s. How neat is that? <laughs> this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.